0: Welcome to episode nine of Tim Talk, the podcast about the DC anime universe co-created by Bruce Tim. I'm Chris Lord. I'm Cameron Dexter. And today we're mixing things up a little bit. As we mentioned at the end of the last podcast, we're not going to go in order this week. We're doing episodes 17 and 19, uh, skipping 18, which is Boy the Great Ghost, which we'll do next week. So we just have two kind of episode of the week episodes that are more or less entirely forgettable. Oh, Absolutely. There are villains of the week. There's no supervillains.
1: Yeah. One of them, the the second one we're going to start talking about, you know, usually our excuse for these episodes is like it's still a children's show. Yeah. But the second one was all about like an economic downfall, which doesn't really make sense for a kid's show. Like, that, we'll we'll get into it.
0: Yeah. uh, The disparity between the great episodes and just the... Kind of meh episodes are pretty sharp mm-hmm. with this show. I mean, even that being said, though, like even their meh episodes are still better than a lot of stuff out there. But um, oh, I did. So we don't really talk about like Batman news because we don't. We kind of tend to record these early and then push them out later. This one's actually recording relatively close to the news date. I don't know if you saw this. Um, the news about the script for the Batman solo movie they're working on. Did you read about that? Mm-mm. That apparently it's a fucking mess. Are you surprised? No, I'm not surprised in the slightest. That at least the, the report that came out, I forget who it was, like another writer who heard about it, was that the the script as it is right now is a complete mess, and that the quote from the DC executives was, we don't care because we're going to make a ton of money off of it. Most of our audience who sees this uh, watches it in English anyways, so it's fine. It's nice to know Michael Bay is running DC <laughs> oh <my God>. nowadays. <laughs> I, we, we, I do have a tendency to, to really bash the current DC cinematic universe, so I thought I'd bring it up, but... Yeah, I'm not I'm not totally surprised. Maybe it'll be good. I hope so. I doubt it. We'll find out. We'll find out. But in the meantime, at least we have the animated series. We got the Timiverse. Even if we have just a couple of episodes this week. Uh, so the first one is See No Evil. Cameron, mm-hmm. what happens in See No Evil? A lot of stuff. Really? I, I, I mean, like, a lot of little things happen. So we
1: start off, there's a, a invisible figure walking through, breaking into this little girl's room. Great place taking to start. On, yeah, taking on the yeah. persona... What I assumed was her doll. Oh, yeah. Mojo. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, So wakes up the little girl in the middle of the night as as Mojo, the doll, uh, and just starts giving her jewelry that he's pulling out of thin air. Everything you just said sounds horrible. It's a weird start, guys. Yeah. Uh, This is also the smartest family in Gotham, if you didn't know, because they're the first ones trying to get out of Gotham. Oh, my God.
0: You're right. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. This is the first people we've ever met. that are like, this place sucks. Let's get out. Yeah. Um, Someone finally gets it. Like she's a cashier.
1: She's got enough money for the nice house and to get out. Well, this is also the early nineties. That's true. You know, I mean, and a husband who's an ex con that we we learn later. So the ghost learns that the little girl is leaving. We assume there's some connection, find out that it's her dad. And he's like, I'm going to get you that pearl necklace. you always wanted. She's like, well, we're, I don't need it because we're leaving. So then he leaves the house and we jump to jewel con
0: yeah, 1992. What, where were they?
1: Like, I got really confused. The Gotham Convention Center. Have you not been to Comic Con at the Gotham Convention Center?
0: Did they establish this at the Convention Center? I mm-hmm. just missed. Okay. Yeah. I must have missed that establishing shot because I just see him walk into this building. Like, is it a club? Is it a casino? There's ta- what? And yeah, it's I, the I it's eventually a, uh, it out.
1: convention center, Jewel something. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, Jewel Con 92. Mm-hmm. You see a man walk in with a briefcase. I was thinking that he was like a vendor or something. Goes into the bathroom, and he has this plastic suit, which can refract light. Yes. So he puts it on, turns invisible. It can do more than reflect light, but it does it once, and then we never hear from it again. Oh, yeah,
0: that's right. Yeah. Um, that's so yeah. Weird
1: shit. Uh, so he starts walking through, and in the most inconspicuous way possible, <clears throat> just starts grabbing everything. Yeah, he just like grabs trays of jewels and just dumps them into his briefcase. Right. So th- and uh, of course he's invisible and for some reason when he touches his briefcase even though it's not covered in the plastic it's also invisible.
0: So I I thought for a second they were establishing that he had the ability to turn other things invisible as well. I think I think the briefcase is wrapped in the same stuff because we see later he wraps other things in the yeah yeah the plastic as well. So I think he, he did wrap the briefcase so that it would go invisible. Okay. Um but I like that he starts out kind of inconspicuous cuz he he goes to like an empty tray. Because mm-hmm. people just leave empty trays of jewelry sitting around the convention center. Oh, yeah, Jewel Con. Yeah, and, uh, and dumps it in there. So that's inconspicuous. And then the next thing he does is grab a watch out of Bruce's hand. Yeah. And dumps it into his briefcase and then goes to another table where there are people everywhere and starts dumping it. What's the point of being invisible if you're going to be so blatant about stealing things? Well, what I what I thought was great was, so Bruce is there,
1: obviously. Of course. Because he's everywhere in Gotham. So this man grabs the watch out of Bruce's hand and just kind of like floats it away. Doesn't put it in a briefcase. Just no. kind of like holds it <laughs> as he's walking away, like taunting him. And then he grabs a watch off another guy's wrist. Oh, and God. very smartly, the guy's like, I've been robbed. Yeah. How does he know? Like, no one knows oh, what's yeah. happening. And he's the only one that figures out, like... Oh, there must be a person doing this. I just can't see them. And what if he I think he was already blind. I think that guy might have already been blind. And he just
0: knows... Man, there's so much this episode I miss entirely. I'm I'm stretching for a lot of these points. <laughs> yeah, okay. So, uh, so Bruce sees that stuff's getting robbed. So he goes and runs into the bathroom to go change and that poor security, poor security guard. guard that's a kind of recurring joke or yeah a reoccurring um joke. when the, the the villain goes in to go change the security guard goes up and it's like oh who locked the men's room and then when bruce goes in he has the same complaint um and then he he kind of turns that this look on his face because now at this point it's obvious that people are getting robbed like there's enough chaos going on and this guy does he just really have to pee like he i kind of so. turns it doesn't look quite at the camera but like, kind of in that general direction and i couldn't tell like is he scared or does he just really have to pee? It was really ambiguous. It's like a 50-50. Yeah. Um, so then this poor guy is just chilling outside the bathroom door, and then Bruce, now as Batman, busts the door open and just smashes the security guard in the face with the door. Yeah. As Batman does. As he does. Yeah. So then the uh invisible man runs out into the construction site. Batman runs out there as well in pursuit. Um what
1: happens uh the invisible man using his great knowledge of being invisible decides oh, to walk through wet cement right. so batman can find out where he is and then batman throws
0: paint a smoke pellet oh so smoke he kind of gets a bit of an outline, yeah. and then the paint mm-hmm. and then um <clears throat> yeah so then the the invisible man's now covered in paint we can see him how does he get out of that he presses a button and turns on burnout
1: i wrote down burnout question mark yeah, but I guess he melts the paint of the suit. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah, I I didn't understand what happened. I don't I don't know. But he the
0: paint fell off or melted off or yeah. something. Um, well, we could suppose that if he ramped up voltage, maybe going through the suit, which then just caused a whole bunch of resistance and put off a whole bunch of heat sure possibly there there's a slight maybe kind of scientific explanation for it if i remembered my electrical engineering better i could explain it but i don't so i don't let's just say it's feasible
1: let's let's go with that
0: yeah let's say it's more feasible than the invisible suit that he's wearing Mm -hmm. so the guy you know wipes the paint off burns the paint off
1: burns burns the paint off walks out of the cement and as villains do he could have just walked away bruce had no idea where he was yeah uh honestly he could have just walked away before he walked in the cement like there That's was true. a lot of paths he could have taken yeah but no, he grabs a pipe and decides to
0: beat up batman well good and thing does, he did yeah. he, he's he's successful he knocks batman out who yeah just passes out in wet cement yep not necessarily the never drying cement by the way No, oh, yeah of course not No, not not the lamest way batman's been knocked out but certainly one of them right yeah so then from there we go back to the henchman's uh apartment where he like takes off the suit and he's basically just Telling himself, like, oh, he's not going to let his daughter go. Mm-hmm. Um, so then from there, we move to the school where the little girl goes uh, with, like, the most upbeat music I've ever heard in a Batman cartoon playing. Oh, yeah. It felt like a nice little sitcom. It was a really nice little, like, sitcom jingle. Uh, oh, actually, uh, fun fact. Do you know who the voice of? I looked it up. It yeah. was, um, she was Melrose Place. No, 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 no. That that's in the next episode. This the little girl is voiced by a really young Elizabeth Moss. Oh, that's cool. um, From Mad Men. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was like, what? And the mom's played by Gene Smart, who I I just love Gene Smart. I don't know who that is. She she's like she was in this again. Yeah, you don't know anything It's fine. She's in everything in the '90s, basically. Okay. Yeah, she's delightful. Look her up. (laughs) Um. But yeah, and so at the school, uh, the little girl goes to class. The criminal follows the mom Helen to work. Um, they have a whole argument about how he just wants to be there for her and be for the daughter. She wants something to do with him. There's mm-hmm. a restraining order. She wants him to leave. And she tells him, Oh, I just wish you'd disappear. Yep. I wrote that down. Yeah. To which replies, I'll what you wish for. Right. So then we finally see Bruce at Wayne Enterprises. Do we? I, I, yeah. I, oh, we do. You're yeah, right. Cause he goes to Wayne tech cause he remembers there being, uh, some sort of invisible technology thing. And so he's there with Lucius who I, I think we have met before, right? Um, I couldn't remember. I think so. I feel like we had, but I wasn't mm-hmm. quite sure. But yeah, um, actually at Wayne Tech, we learned that the scientist who invented this light reflecting plastic is dead, mm-hmm. but its assistant was tearing, uh, carrying on the work. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, I, I, I love the conversation he has
1: with the, the scientist, because basically how it happens is like Wayne Enterprises used to do stuff with Invisible Tech, and the guy's like, no, we've never done that. Like, we don't know <laughs> what that is. And then one of the other sides is like, oh, but what about that guy with the invisible cloak? He's like, oh, invisible tech. Yeah, we got that. Oh, yeah. It's, <laughs> nothing but the best that Win Enterprises. Well, you know, all the smart ones leave. This is that's, like,
0: that's absolutely true. Yeah. Gotta get what we can take. <laughs> or die.
1: Yeah. So I that, also love that they called it the Cloak, invi- cloak inv- of Invisibility.
0: And oh. I was like,
1: yeah, that was actually the wording they used. And they like, did. Oh, that's great.
0: Oh, wow. That w- and that would have been... 92. Yeah, that would have been pretty far before Harry Potter, actually. Mm-hmm. So We're on to you, J.K. Rowling. Yeah. <laughs> you thought you were so creative and original. You're just a Batman fan. Mm-hmm. Aren't we all? Uh, so then Batman follows, goes to the lab where mm-hmm. the uh, assistant's carrying on the work. He breaks in. He looks for a folder. How, how does he know which cabinet to search? He seems to always know, like, go straight away to the very first cabinet possible. I think...
1: It's, like, alphabetized, I assume. I don't know. Because couple... he always pulls it out, and everything looks to be
0: alphabetical. But he Right, but he never opens, like, the top left cabinet. He picks one, like, in the middle. Yeah, because everyone has a middle name. <laughs> I'm getting too. You know, everyone,
1: <laughs> no one has, like, an A through F name. It's always a...
0: Uh... Right, that's true, yeah. Okay, so anyways, he finds a folder, uh, which is labeled Light Refraction Experiments Abandoned, even though it's still happening just outside of yeah, the lab. Yeah, it's still going on in the very next room. Mm-hmm. So then he kind of sneaks off, and the uh, assistant, who we've kind of seen work in the background, and we, we thought he heard something at one point, comes out and just pushes a massive shelf onto Batman. Mm-hmm. And given that Batman got knocked out by a pipe earlier, we assume he's been taken out by this bookshelf as well. Oh, but no. But no. He's
1: Batman. Yeah, he pops up behind the assistant. Assistant freaks out. We learn the assistant has nothing to do with all the robberies. Yeah, he's innocent. And we learned there was a second assistant. Kind of. of. There was. Yeah.
0: He just kind of was a gopher. An ex con named Lloyd Ventus. Yeah. And we learned that the, right. So we get a little demonstration of how the tech works, mm-hmm. which uh, actually kind of similar to the bat cape in Batman Begins, where you run electricity through it all instead of becoming rigid. This ref, refracts light. Refracts light. Mm-hmm. Refracts light around it. But it also basically. Makes the person go crazy. It's toxic. Mm-hmm. It gives off some sort of chemical and it makes the person go crazy. So that kind of helps explain why uh, Lloyd, as we found out his name is, is even kind of wackier than normal. So maybe we can, you know, uh, that gives justification to some of his really poor decisions earlier, like wearing an invisible suit, but being really overt about robbing people or stepping in cement.
1: There's, there's a big thing that happens next, which I want to talk about. Mm-hmm. And it's Batman has a gun. He has a dark gun. He has a trank gun. He's a trank gun. It's still a gun. Why is this villain any different that he needs a tranquilizer? Oh, why hasn't he had one before? Right. That's a great question. You know, for like Killer Croc, I feel like he could use some Trank guns.
0: Oh, and wait a minute. He never actually uses the Trank gun.
1: Yeah, it gets knocked out
0: of his hand. Chekhov's Trank gun. What's going wrong here? I don't know.
1: He just likes to show people that he has it in case they forget that like Batman has everything.
0: That's true. He's got all the toys. Mm Mm-hmm. Um... Okay, so, so the, we, we jump back to the, the house. house. Right. Kimberly
1: is the girl at the, the kid's house. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lloyd comes in and just straight up kidnaps the daughter. Yep. Uh, Batman is close behind and he's talking with the mom, and they figure out that, oh, obviously the daughter's been kidnapped. Yeah. Um, go to this kind of abandoned. It's well, a little drive in movie theater, right? Oh, I was that what it was? I okay. think so. Yeah, because they have little speaker boxes. Okay. I wasn't paying enough attention to the background.
0: Yeah, I don't blame you
1: uh the man finally takes off the mask the daughter sees it's his it's her dad mm-hmm. she freaks out because you know kids yeah, don't she, like their well parents.
0: she she's been told that she needs to stay away from her dad she then runs away has a great sense of direction by the way runs she straight back home yeah i, I mean, couldn't do that no runs right back home i guess uh, i guess it's abandoned drive-in theater or i suppose we can't assume it's necessarily abandoned it could just be not in use it's, at the late, at night, it's yeah. late at night yeah so she just it's like right inside her her neighborhood so she runs back what i do love though is so batman swings in but doesn't he yell yeah. oh yeah he, he does both yeah so the girl's talking to her dad and batman way off in the distance he was like not in this lifetime pal and like swings down and kicks him mm-hmm. doesn't sneak up on him no 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 or incapacitate him. He could have just shot him with that trank gun because he hasn't. No, 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 no. It hasn't gotten knocked out of his hands yet. Remember, flair for the dramatic. That's true. That's the whole point of, of Batman. So, I mean, his his main goal here, right, is to get the, the girl back. He just lets the little girl run away. She just runs off, and he's like, "Well, he 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 trusted her sense of direction. She'll be fine." Which I mean, yeah. she is because she runs right back to the house. Mm-hmm. So, but then, and this is actually kind of a cool scene. I'll Oh, it the car great- chase is awesome. Yeah, yeah. So the guy runs into his car. Um, he gets in, and we discover that he's also covered the entire car with the same plastic, mm-hmm. so it goes invisible. And he tries to run Batman down. It's actually a really pretty well constructed scene. Yeah. So Batman jumps on the hood of this invisible car,
1: and there's a great little moment as they're going through the chase around Gotham City, where they see <laughs> like one of the one of the, I guess homeless people, looks up as Batman's
0: flying by on the car. Yeah. It's like, Now he can fly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because like, yeah. he's just like holding onto the roof, and so I mean it's like well drawn too. Mm-hmm. Like it's just him clutching onto the roof of the car, but the car's invisible, and so they're driving through. At one point, uh, they like power slide through a gas station and knock out. Oh, and the just giant explosions. Yeah, just massive explosion doesn't get them at all, but just the whole place goes up. Yeah. So then Lloyd is trying to knock Batman off, so he starts mm-hmm. to kind of crashing in debris and stuff. And as he does that, it peels away the plastic from the front of the car, and now we get to see a little bit of the car. You know, Cameron, what did you think this episode was missing at this point? Did you feel like there was a nice running?
1: You know, you know what I haven't thought? seen yeah. in, in at least 20 minutes of watching Batman? I haven't seen a train station. I know.
0: And then but I was so happy, like, oh good, they found a way to shoehorn some trains in here. Yeah. <laughs> it's just the generic problem of of the Art Deco era. Yeah. Everything <laughs> runs on trains. And so they they end up on the train tracks. I would
1: never want to be like a train conductor.
0: No. You probably get really good hazard pay, though. That's true.
1: Yeah. I feel like all the trains would just be going, like, 20 miles an hour.
0: Yeah. No one ever gets anywhere. You know, because you got, like, Jokers blowing up bridges. Uh, You get children losing limbs to trains. If they're not in front of the train, then they're riding on top of it. Yeah. Playing a little chicken. Yep. Getting burnt. And then Batman just shows up every day. Do you think if you're just, like, a normal, like, civil employee, you hate Batman because... If he shows up, your day is just going to be ruined. Well, I sent you He'd that probably jaw's going to be jaw's going to be ruined. Yeah, well, I sent you that article,
1: not article, that post a couple days ago about oh. the um, the Batman insurance, about how insurance companies have to get on the villain streak. What you did? Um, yeah. Was it, it a video or was no, it? no no? It, it was a it was a text, but it was a joke that was like the villain. Like if you're an insurance company, you only insure like. The P you have a bundle for your um for your companies that mm-hmm. like you choose the three villains you want to be insured oh, for. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Oh my god, that's such a great and idea. And I think that's yeah. that's hilarious. And like each week you can kind of guess like, well, you know, Penguin hasn't done something in a while. Maybe <laughs> he's gonna come back this week. I'll need give me some penguin insurance, give me some uh some Riddler insurance. It's like, oh shit,
0: I didn't fill the box in for invisible guy with an invisible car insurance. Yeah. Ugh, missed miss that one. Uh, so as this guy's wreaking havoc, uh, driving on the train track, heading straight for the train, he he bails out of the car. Batman also swings off. The train smashes the car, destroys it. Mm-hmm. Done with that. Batman's he's not he's not very graceful. This episode is he because he like swings off and crashes through like a shed on a rooftop he's got
1: a lot going on
0: yeah and as
1: and he's thinking about stuff he's distracted like i think he just really wanted that watch back and he's still still trying to figure out where's that watch he's really
0: excited about that watch yeah and just jewel con in general i mean he's he's got a lot of free time he needs something to do so yeah you know some people collect comics some people collect just super nice jewelry he would he's a billionaire yeah um So then he crashes through the shed, which I guess is a way to kind of like weaken him. So this next fight's a little more plausible Mm -hmm. Uh, because then Lloyd shows up and just starts beating the crap out of him. So so here's another thing I wanted to bring
1: up in almost like I'm going to say 90 percent of Kung Fu films and action films. There's in the training montage. There's always that point where you learn how to fight without using your sight. I would assume (laughs) at some point in Batman's training, he would have done the same tv trope that we see every time and learn to fight without seeing
0: well given that he's become an expert in everything else
1: yeah like where is the where's the flashback to him being taught by Raz al ghul and he's wrapped up and he's like now you must defeat all of my or he's like in the dark yeah you know because he lives in the dark He does
0: yeah he likes to fight in the dark too this is the guy who like turns off the lights Mm -hmm. so he can fight people better yeah that, that was bugging me through this whole fight scene.
1: Because, like, we see this done countless times. Yeah, why all of a sudden, here is it. Yeah. <sighs> this, would, this could have been a very interesting, like, flashback to his training and just done that trope. And I would have been very happy with it.
0: Yeah. I guess they wanted him to be in peril. As always. As always yeah, he always needs to be in peril. I, I do have to say, though, I like his uh, solution to getting the crap beat out of him by an invisible guy which is he uh, throws the bat shuriken into the water tank. Oh, yeah, yeah. And so it starts pouring water. So then he can finally see mm-hmm. him. And then he, like, dispatches him pretty quick because he's like, peekaboo. He actually says peekaboo. Good. And punches him. Good. It's like once, I think, basically take him down. Uh, and then we, this is another great episode, filled with, with one-liners. Did you write the one-liner down for what he says to him when he arrests uh, him? I didn't. He says, uh, prepare oh, for your I greatest did. disappearing act, the one where you, no one sees you for 10 to 20 years. Yep. Got him. You got him, Batman. Bad zinger. Uh, yeah, so the guy's arrested, and then we're back at the house. <laughs> Little girl's back. Yep, talking to her, her doll again.
1: Yeah, mom comes in. Freaking out, because yeah. she now knows that the invisible, her daughter's invisible friend was her ex-husband. It's like, who are you talking to? She's like, I'm just talking to Batman. And yeah, Batman's just sitting on the roof. Like, oh, we all talk to Batman sometimes, Kimmy. Yep. And that's it. So you know what I thought this episode... <laughs> Was, was supposed to be what i kind of think it's about mm. is the perils of talking to people online do go on uh this mind you this episode that was created uh hold on hold on so several so, years before the internet but please continue oh, anyways that, excuse, chat rooms existed in the early nine not chat rooms but like boards existed in the early 90s yeah yeah yeah, yeah. there were there were yeah okay, okay. All, I, all right I, okay about. fine all right go, but go on I think this was obviously it was a couple of years before its time, mm-hmm. but I think this was the first like don't talk to people you don't know PSA. Okay. <laughs> Where so what what the the what we go through is like girl talking to invisible stranger. She mm-hmm. doesn't know anything about person you meet online. Mm-hmm. Person wants to meet her in real life. She says sure. She gets kidnapped. Mm-hmm. Reveals who it is. It's this horrible person. Mm-hmm. PSA don't talk to people online. Don't talk to people you can't see. That's pretty
0: solid advice. I think this was just, you know, a couple of years before, before its time. It, it, uh, it's telling us 20 years earlier that we shouldn't use Tinder, I think is what it's actually trying to tell us. You're only going to meet weird creepers on there mm-hmm. who are going to try and kidnap you. And they might be your dad. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yep.
1: Yeah. Great lessons in Batman, everyone.
0: There are great lessons. Yeah, this can go right up there with uh, don't put chicken on top of trains um stay away from trains stay away from trains in general they really don't like
1: trains in this show i i I wonder if something happened to bruce when he was a kid oh
0: bruce tim bruce tim yeah bruce
1: Bruce tim (laughs) that might be yeah he's
0: got some weird train thing he
1: shoehorns this in like every other episode at this point a lot of train fights yeah i do love a good train fight though rooftop train fight well i think we brought this up in the very first episode but bruce tim is a big supporter of like since it is animated, uh, he told the artists and writers that in every episode, there has to be one scene that couldn't be done in, with, with real people.
0: Oh,
1: that's right. Um, and at the time, the CGI probably wasn't strong enough to do like those full speed train fights that we see so often. And for this episode, it was obviously the car chase was the huge, like yeah. this is so cool, this is so gigantic, and they're mm-hmm. driving through all of Gotham. Explosions and everything, yeah. And so there's always that that w- in every episode, we always seem to talk about the one thing.
0: You know, you're you're absolutely right. Now, I I've forgotten that, or because you've read the the show bible, which mm-hmm. I, I actually should sit down and read at some point. I haven't done that yet. And you are right, because now I think about the next episode we're gonna talk about too. There's definitely one of those mm-hmm. sequences there towards the end, which at the time would have been really hard to do in live action back in yeah. the nineties.
1: Yeah. So yeah, it's all
0: about uh, taking advantage of your medium. That's fair. All right, you know what? I'll, I will give them credit for why they always have trains. Mm-hmm. Because you want to do something kind of cool, a little bit different. Okay. You know what I miss? Mm. miss a good blimp fight.
1: Yeah. I one of those in a while.
0: Yeah, where are the blimps at? They're just gone. I hope there's more blimps. I'm, I so, too. I forgot that I missed the blimps, yeah. Yeah. Because the first episode, they have the, the police blimp. They don't really do a lot of the police blimp in the rest of the show, I feel like, other than the opening scene, mm-hmm. the opening credits, but... Yeah, bring in the blimps yeah maybe it's because they're like
1: trains are fast yeah plane air blimps aren't it's well, all it's, about that it's, high speed danger
0: it's fast they're all over the and city furious. so it's it's yeah. mm. uh. <laughs> you're more likely to just run into a train than you are to run into a blimp that's true although this is a gotham so weird shit happens all the time mm-hmm. uh anything else on this episode or can we just just no. trudge along on to the next one here prophecy of doom oh prophecy of doom Talking about uh, ridiculous music, maybe the greatest offender yet, the opening of this episode. I, what, I don't even know what kind of song that is. It's like some sort of weird, upbeat, I honestly dance, wasn't even funky attention. thing. It's, it's really bizarre. Oh, okay. Yeah, I know out, the cru- it, so it opens and it uh, starts out on a cruise ship Yeah, out at sea.
1: It was kind of cool. It was the first time we saw like a knot, train,
0: or blimp. That's true. Yeah, we haven't done a lot of boats yet. Yeah. So we're mixing it up a little bit. Um, we basically just get a, and we, we see why we don't see many boats. Yeah, <laughs> what is it explodes? It, yeah, it's basically an an action sequence uh, that has nothing really to do with the plot. But mm. yeah, it's this big gambling cruise ship out to sea. The most typical cartoon bomb you'll ever see, yep. which is just like bundles Three, of, dynamite of dynamite with a watch on it. Yep, goes off, punches a huge hole in the ship, and it starts to sink weird they have weird little little bits of comedy in there like the goldfish i thought i wrote that down yeah so they, i was thinking what is it like for
1: a fish to be hit by a wave of water yeah
0: well one it's probably a freshwater fish and that's probably salt water so fish is probably gonna die okay that aside i mean it's it's weird it's a weird little tonal blip in there because they do they do kind of portray it not as horrific but they mm-hmm. don't take it super lightly i mean the the ship's going down it's sinking into the water people are scrambling for lifeboats it's like a uh shorter less dramatic version of titanic kind of going that's on. what i was thinking yeah and
1: then i realized this came out six years before titanic right but, but i
0: mean yeah, yeah yeah i mean it came out like we're on to youtube james cameron 90 years after the actual thing itself happened no 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 so oh that's right yeah that's i forgot about that that uh Batman came like most millennials forget that titanic was an actual real thing it was a real thing yeah you didn't know about that no no, no. stop lying to me (laughs) it was just it was just an amazing movie james cameron he's so original yeah he sunk that boat right (laughs) he built one and he sunk it it was james cameron
1: senior senior sunk the original boat because he knew 90 years later that his grandson needed a good movie yeah needed to to break box office records yeah with his clumsily plotted movie because transformers 2 wasn't enough for him he needed more
0: no, but, okay, so the, the ship goes down, we get this weird, like, goldfish. Oh, one thing I love, too, it's not a goldfish in a tank, it's a goldfish in, in a bowl. Yeah. Like you would have in your apartment, but yeah. on a cruise ship. Mm-hmm. But we we quickly find out at least why we bother to have this whole scene, because Bruce is at dinner with uh, an old friend of his.
1: Yeah, a colleague, and, the name and I, I, I forgot. assume a date, who is also the colleague's daughter. I couldn't tell the the yeah. relationship between Bruce and the daughter. Yeah,
0: there's some kind of flirtation thing going on there. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so with his friend, whose name I forgot. As did I. He's got a, a, a great mustache, though. so mm. Mustache man. Yeah, so mustache man. And is... his daughter, played by Heather Locklear. That's the one. That's the one, yeah. I'm, I love that you remembered Melrose Place, though. That was pretty yeah. good. Yeah. Um, that was way before your time. Hey, way before you my know, time, even, so... But yeah, so we we find out that the uh, mustache man was supposed to be on the ship and decided not to because he's been seeing a psychic. Yes, in this psychic cult. Yes, psychic name Nostromo. Um, so just real quick, I mean, it, it's set up in that very scene. The daughter even says that she thinks that all these like basically the, the there's this prophet Nostromo who is telling people to do things or not to do things because something bad's gonna happen to them. Mm-hmm. Um, and so in the case of uh, mustache man it's that the ship was going to sink and it did and we already knew it was sabotage the daughter was like oh well i think it's all a ruse mm-hmm. so we established this whole idea pretty quickly that guy went to some serious lengths to prove a point well he he needed their trust yeah i mean but like that's and we see how he tries to do this again later on the episode these little death trap that's like a serious amount of work to go and blow up a whole boat and sink it well, I mean, it probably didn't look like that much work. He just put a stick of dynamite in there That's and then true. left. Yeah, it just needed like three sticks of dynamite, a pocket watch, and some scotch tape. Yeah, but it wasn't too much. Still, an involved plot, nonetheless. Uh, but
1: kind of taking a half step back, there was a moment, and I've, I've seen this a couple times. You might have noticed this as well, but Bruce has this look when when the daughter is talking to him. He's like, I think Nostromo has been setting up all these things. And he's like, oh, and he looks at her, and there's this look... That he gives. And they animate it the same way every time. And it's the, I bet Batman can solve this look. Oh, yes. Because that look is always followed by him like going to the Batcave.
0: Yeah. I would love for someone to call him out. It's like, Bruce, were you, what are you thinking about right there? What was that? You had this weird look on your face. Nothing. Yeah. Just thinking about a friend. So so after his look,
1: they we jump to the cult. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nostromo is talking to all these rich folks. Bruce is there. And he's not, obviously, not believing a word yeah. That Nostromo is saying. So Nostromo has this crazy psychic vision, points at Bruce, he's like, "Death is calling for you." Bruce is like, "Yeah, whatever." <laughs> uh, so we go back to Win Enterprises. He has a private elevator up to his office, I right. guess. And the uh, the guard tells him like,
0: "Oh, the repair guy came through. Yeah, is it done? The, the like, elevator's all good." Yeah. He's like, "Okay." I was uh, like, uh, "I didn't even know the elevator was broken." Gets in the elevator, which obviously going for death trap here.
1: Also, this elevator, we see like the whole compartment. The, the like the in the elevator shaft that is the biggest elevator shaft. Yes, because you see the elevator completely like go oh to yeah, a good sixty degrees yeah on each side
0: yeah. So it, it, he he goes in this thing and we we know that shit's gonna drop like we know something's gonna get sabotaged. So yeah, it, it's pretty heavily telegraphed. What I love about it, though is so we assume it's some sort of like trap, right? Mm-hmm. Which actually, if you're gonna try and kill someone, to be fair sabotaging the private elevator is a pretty good way to go because it's only really going to be them who uses it and you're right. guaranteed at some point they're going to go and do it mm-hmm. so i'm going to give some credit to nostromo for that sort of plot except for the fact that he doesn't set up a trap he just has his henchman waiting there yeah to literally throw a wrench into the mechanism of the elevator to jam it and break it
1: and then drop why oh, and wait and then put acid on the roof. right yeah, and then drop to... some
0: acid on there. But it's like why like you you actually like had a pretty good plan going, but then you just, just told the guy, oh, just chill in the elevator shaft. Well, I guess they needed to make it look like an accident. By throwing a wrench into it? Yeah. <laughs> and putting acid on the cable.
1: You don't just have random wrenches fall into, into places? I mean, I have that problem all the time. Yeah.
0: But I just assumed it was just me. No, no, Batman has it too. Oh, okay. Well, finally, Bruce and I have something in common. So the elevator is basically swinging like you said huge elevator shaft Mm because it's just like dangling free acid goes on it uh bruce looks up and basically it drops Mm -hmm. uh as it's dropping he busts open the top of the hatch fires up super superman
1: speed superman change
0: speed right he switches into his batman costume immediately yeah like, because it was falling, and he was still dressed as Bruce. And then mm-hmm. all of a sudden, he's dressed as Batman
1: and swoops out of there. It is his own private elevator. There's probably, like, three suits in there.
0: That's true. Yeah, his, his good old quick bat change. So so he somehow changes super fast as it's falling, leaps out of there, goes up to the rooftop, where... Oh, wait, did we skip?
1: Yeah, I, I forgot. We So we learned, before oh. we go to the elevator, we learned who the two people are. Nostromo is a former actor yeah uh who was arrested for something and then his it's like petty larceny yeah, i think yeah it was. yeah and then his partner is was a special effects artist right because i wrote down Colt is a con and then show big
0: showbiz is the biggest con of them all oh it's it's absolutely true uh re-fast forward now to bruce chasing the special effects henchman across the rooftop and if only he always had those lightning fast changing reflexes, because as he's chasing the guy, the guy breaks a pipe off of like a roof conduit and beats yeah. Batman with it.
1: Oh, ever so slowly. Batman is charging towards this man. You see him pull the pipe out of the wall and then just kind of hit Batman over the head. Plunk. And then he falls. He just goes, yeah, he yeah. just goes down. <sighs> oh, so then no, he's not down yet. Cause he continues to chase slowly and the guy pull uh, the steam from the pipe, kind of covers up, and the man just vanishes through the steam.
0: Oh, because oh, I, yeah.
1: I liked the moment afterwards because it was like, I just wanted to be like, how's it feel, Batman? How's it <laughs> finally feel to have someone vanish on you? Yeah, you Dick, you do this to everyone. Yeah, <laughs> you can't be mad. You were the last person to be <laughs> mad about this. Now you know how it feels. Uh, so then we jump back to Nostromo's
0: hideout. Yeah. Where Bruce has seen the light, mm-hmm. totally understands, and wants to get accepted into the Brotherhood. And into Hollywood. Yes. Great. Is this whole thing a giant metaphor for Scientology? Probably. Yeah. Um,
1: so we learn the whole plan of Nostromo is he's gathered all these rich people because he's, pr- he's predicted this, or he's prophesied this economic downfall. He,
0: yes, he prophesized the uh, Trump candidacy.
1: But only in the West. Oh, that's true. Um, that the the economy in the West is going to yeah. He collapse. predicted
0: Trump. He didn't predict Brexit. Yeah,
1: so. it's going to collapse. And they, for some reason, Goth- Gotham's in the East, right? It's supposed to be like New
0: York, Chicago. Well, I think he means like the, West, the Western world. Um, not, the, not the
1: West Coast. I was I was thinking
0: literally like California. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Cal- California is really going to have some rough times, but you know, you guys will be fine out in Connecticut. That makes a lot more sense now. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's why I was connecting. Oh, that's why I was connecting it to the LA riots. Oh, <laughs> god. Um, okay. So, uh, but you're right. So he, he's predicted this this massive fallout, basically, mm-hmm. where society is going to go crazy, and so he's convinced all of his uh, disciples, which is only made up of just the richest people in Gotham, to create a giant fund controlled by Mustache Man um has 300 million dollars yeah moment. yeah because uh to prove that bruce is amongst them he donates 10 10 million dollars to, to it just pennies yeah it's fine. he's fine so, he spends that on makeup alone for all of his batman aliases yeah so to sell the point
1: that nostromo is magic and has these visions he has like a screen not a screen but he has like a. yeah it's like a screen pop-up and he's like showing flashes of riots. Yeah. And then he levitates.
0: Yeah, because basically they're holding their meetings basically at the Griffith Observatory. Like, I don't know if you noticed that, but that's yeah. clearly what it's based off of. Yeah. So like in the, the planetarium part of it. And so, yeah, he's got these, this, these screens going off with all these riots and all this craziness. And as the video is going, the daughter, Lisa, Heather Locklear, mm-hmm. breaks into the place because she's upset because she learned that Bruce is part of this thing, too. She's like, oh, no, not you, too. Right. Um, and when she's there, she gets captured and do, 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 what do we find here oh yeah and like um the stromo like he has like a like a hook onto his back like a, a winch that drags him around so he floats and levitates and puts on all the theatrical shit um hollywood magic folks yep so basically after bruce has learned about this this massive fund we've learned that he's donated uh mustache man is driving back to the observatory mm-hmm. for i forget why Oh, to ask about his daughter. because he- Oh, that's right. He's like, oh, yeah, can you help me find my daughter? Because mm-hmm. she's missing. And at this point, Nostromo just completely drops the charade and is basically like, oh, you're going to sign these papers converting all of the, the fund, mm-hmm. the liquid, into gold bullion gives a course uh, and if you don't i'm going to kill your daughter who is tied to like to so the most uncomfortable yeah like how did they get her up i don't know yeah so basically the the top of this observatory is these uh it's basically a model the giant model of the solar system every mm-hmm. planet's what six seven feet in diameter yeah um so these giant planets and this huge mechanisms huge revolving mechanism she's tied to one of them and they're gonna kill her bruce kind of or batman sneaks in and takes out the henchman yeah, takes out the special effects artist. I think his name was Lucas. Probably. Not important. Doesn't matter.
1: Uh, and then he has this pretty cool... No, no, not yet, because he has the cool fight scene with Lucas as they're kind of fighting through... Oh, the... that's right.
0: Yeah, so basically they he busts in, Stromo runs off and mm-hmm. turns the controls on so everything's moving around, and then with a wrench, because they love wrenches, yep. breaks the controls. So... I guess somehow, in doing so, that meant that now the planets will collide where they wouldn't have before I think they
1: I think he like turned up the
0: speed, yeah,
1: which on, like again, some of
0: them again somehow makes them collide when yeah they wouldn't have otherwise, but so I mean it's well, I assume they're on like strings, and so like the faster they go, the like the they'll, they'll, they'll give they'll momentum go, yeah, okay, I'll give you that. So that yeah, but like to your point in the last episode about how they always have like one sequence that couldn't be done in live action. This is it here mm-hmm. with uh Batman and the henchmen leaping from basically planet to planet as they're all crashing into each other. It's kind of ridiculous, it's kind of fun. I I thought it was really cool. I don't understand why sometimes they
1: break through and sometimes they land ever so daintily. Yeah, there's
0: inconsistency in terms of the workmanship on these planets.
1: Uh but it was really cool and then Bat so Batman beats the the henchman and Nostromo's running away and he launches, he unhooks one of the planets and it launches towards Earth. Nostromo. Yeah, Earth. Yeah. Launches towards Nostromo and it rolls over him and it explodes for yeah. some reason. Yes, it does.
0: And that stops him. Is, um, his wig falls off. He's in a crumpled heap on the floor. Mm-hmm. Batman rescues Lisa just before one of the planets Saturn, Because Saturn's ring was made out of like... Steel Oh, yeah, like the same material that the Joker makes his playing cards out of, yeah you know, it's just cutting through all the planets so then he uh, he saves her, saves mustache Man, the stromo and Lucas, whatever get arrested. It ends with Bruce quoting Shakespeare I don't I did and write the quote down, but something kind of cheesy, yeah, it was okay. I like the
1: first episode better. The second one, like I said at the beginning, it doesn't feel like a, like there are there are aspects that feel like a kid's episode, but like. The whole story is, I feel like it's hard for
0: kids to wrap their head around. Yeah. it. it yeah. It's just like, oh, we have money in an account. We're going to steal the money from you. That sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I imagine a little kid be like, what is this going on here? Right. Yeah. So rather just hide it with like, ooh, planets. Yeah. Big planets. exploding, space. Sinking ships. Yeah. The, these are two kind of like toss away episodes. They're mm-hmm. not, not that special. I, I, did you, do you feel like, so as I was watching these, I'm like, okay, yeah, these are not very good. Now, I, like I said earlier, it's probably better than a lot of other stuff's coming out at the time. Do you think just because the whole universe, whole Tim universe, which we're gonna go through all of it, runs rent for so long. And mm-hmm. by the end of it, especially like Justice League and Justice League Unlimited, we're getting just really amazing episodes, amazing storytelling. Yeah. Do you think in that way, going back now and watching some of this really old stuff, like it just sets really high expectations? Because I, I kind of forgot that there were just flat out bad episodes of the show and the ones that are bad seem particularly bad just because there is so much great great stuff in there too.
1: Well, it's, it's like, um, it's not nostalgia goggles. That's not exactly what it is, but it's like, I I connect it to when I'm on Spotify and I go back to like a nineties playlist. Oh "Oh, yeah. yeah, Like 90s had so much great music and I find myself skipping 15 songs in a row to get to the one song that I was really excited to
0: listen to. Yeah. It's yeah. Time kind of makes you forget the boring parts, the crappy stuff. Mm hmm. Yeah, because it, I mean, you know, and we we also, like, just had Heart of Ice, and we had, you know, Cat in the Claw, Claw, which were kind of ridiculous, but still, you know, pretty good. And I remember asking you once, too, like, why there weren't more episodes that had, uh, like, non-super villain villains. So, mm. in that case, it was in regards to um uh the brothers, the gangster brothers with Rupert Thorne oh, yeah, and, yeah. and Stromberg or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um And how I liked when it was the gangsters, and I asked, like, oh, why do you think we have fewer episodes without supervillains i think stuff like this is probably kind of part of the reason Mm -hmm. because you know even if this were more or less the same kind of episode but it was one of the major villains in there it would probably be more memorable yeah a little bit because it's as it is it's not yeah um well we don't have any supervillains to talk about no no bios to do or anything like that so uh should we just jump straight to bat plug sure yeah what are you watching chris uh, well, we are recording this on the 5th of November. So at some remember, point today... Remember. Exactly. At some point today, I got to go sit down and watch... Gunpowder and Treason Plot. Yeah. I've seen a reason why it- Gunpowder and Treason shall ever be forgotten. Exactly. I, I love V for Vendetta. So much. I I really, really enjoy it. I know Alan Moore hates it because he hates everything. I've read V for Vendetta. Mm-hmm. I do think the movie is better. It's probably sacrilege. It's so good. It's really good. Yeah, and I get that they... I think what Moore was um, kind of criticizing in his his allegory is different than what uh, the Wachowskis and James McTeague, I think, is the director of it, were were doing. So it's a it's a, a different commentary on different things. But I really love that movie. It's just really well done, and I I think I've missed it the last few years, and so I got to sit oh, down man, and watch it's, it. It's today. Amazing. Yeah. I'll probably watch it today as well. You just you have to, you know. So that's what I'm gonna be watching. Today. Do you have Do you have the Guy Fox mask? I don't have one. Oh, I have my Guy Fox. You have mask. one, yeah, yeah. I should get one at some point, yeah. But so that's what I'm gonna be watching today. What about you? Uh, man. So we uh, we just watched Strange. Doctor oh yeah, Strange yeah. yeah. Was, we just went and saw Doctor fantastic. Strange, which uh, yeah, highly recommend it. Mm-hmm. Trippy as shit. Was it worth seeing it in 3D? Yeah,
1: it was pretty cool in 3D.
0: Okay, because I hate 3D, and even like mm-hmm. three quarters of the movie, I'm like, this was a mistake seeing it in 3D. I think you could do one or the other.
1: Yeah, um, I, I don't think. 3D
0: changed it at all, but those, like, very trippy sequences were pretty cool in 3D. I have to admit, they were pretty cool, yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, legitimately... Even if you're getting kind of burned out on comic book stuff, which, frankly, if you're listening to this podcast, which there's, like, three of you that do, I doubt you're burned out on comic book stuff. Mm-hmm. Go see it anyways. There is stuff in that movie that I've never seen in another movie before, which that's pretty rare at this point. Like,
1: they take the, the Escher concept and just blow it out of the water.
0: <sighs> and it's someone asked me, too, is it just, like, Inception? I'm like, no, it's actually very different. <clears> they make
1: Inception, Inception look like—I told this to my friend. They make Inception look like a high school's like final project.
0: Yeah, well, because Inception was still deliberately, like— grounded so like it felt like real they were off in real world environments they just there was weird physics going on whereas this is like this weird kind of kaleidoscopic visually totally weirded out thing yeah so yeah definitely go see that was that was that your your bat plug or just something else uh
1: am i watching anything else right now that will be my bat plug still trying to get through black mirror
0: ever so slowly <laughs> seems to be killing you it's just, every time i see you, you're like god black mirror i keep watching it it's destroying me but i keep watching it it is It is. (laughs) All right. Well, so then uh, I guess go watch Vendetta*, go watch *Doctor Strange*, and maybe watch *Black Mirror*. Yeah, if if you're if if you're a masochist, maybe. Yeah. Um, There you go. Yeah, but I think that basically covers it Mm -hmm. for today, right? so um cameron where can we find you you can find me at cameron dexter on everything and i'm at lordifer and for the podcast we're at tim talk pod at gmail and twitter and facebook and instagram mm-hmm. and uh so next week will be beware the gray ghost yeah just an episode dedicated to that uh we'll have at least one special guest mm-hmm. maybe more we're figuring that out right now yeah but we're yeah. talking about some adam west yeah i'm ex- i am excited for that like i don't know about you but like i watched one episode and i okay go to the next one and i was prepared for prophecy of doom and then the credit sequence for gray ghost came on i'm like oh i just want to watch this i had to skip it and it made me really sad yeah but that'll be a good one but i think that covers it Mm -hmm. thanks everybody thank you